Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the Deadbolt Show, part two, with my boy Jadles McDizzy, aka Jacob, my roommate. You guys know him. We had the first podcast. It went very well, so I want to say thank you to you guys for that. We had a lot of fun doing it. You guys had some questions for Jacob afterwards, so I really appreciate it. This episode is a little NFL preview. It is a little bit on the longer side, but trust me, it is worth it because near the end of the podcast, we do a tier list slash ranking of Aaron Rodgers' ex-girlfriends. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Trust me, it's worth it. Outside of that, this episode is brought to you by Deadbolt Media. The brand is officially up and running. We are ready to shoot this thing to the moon. We are excited to be signing new talent, new podcasts, new content creators in general, because this thing's going to grow beyond this show. It is going to be a larger community that is going to be coming together to, to support smaller creators. So make sure you follow the socials at Deadbolt Media on Instagram, at Deadbolt Media underscore on Twitter. We're growing those as quickly as we can. I'll tell you what, this Monday, the new episode will be with the first official podcast that is joining Deadbolt Media besides myself. I'm super excited to have them on. We're going to talk about the Deadbolt Media brand, what interests them so much. It's going to be a great interview. Look forward to that on Monday. Look forward to the official announcement of this podcast joining Deadbolt Media on Monday. And it's going to be a fun ride from here because we're going to keep growing. Like I said, we're looking for other creators. So if anyone else wants to join, hit me up immediately. Let me know what you want to do for us. I look forward to bringing more and more people on as this thing keeps growing step by step, day by day. So make sure you follow the socials. Make sure you follow the channel. Deadbolt Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. But without further ado, we'll kick it over to Jadles McDizzy to intro us into the Jadles McDizzy Part 2 podcast. And I appreciate you guys a lot. Thanks. All right, we are here. It is myself. It is Jadles McDizzy, Jacob, part two of our podcast. And since we talked about music the entire time, we figured we'd kick it off with a special musical number. No more... uh... This is going to be the intro from every other one now. <laughs> Yeah, this is the intro for now on. <laughs> okay. One, two, three. Jesus, take the pot. Give Nick one more chance. He can do it on his own. He is the host. So give him one more guest. This is the Dead Boat Show. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Absolutely incredible. Better than the intro we have, even though... Actually, no, it's not, but hey, it works. (laughs) We wrote this like 30 seconds before we came on. Yeah, so it is the Deadbolt Show with Jacob. We are excited to be here for part two. Hope you guys enjoyed our... I do, I do resent you calling me a musical genius. <laughs> I don't agree with that statement in the slightest. I mean, would a music would a non-musical genius be able to come up with that in like five seconds? I don't know. That's up for debate. That's up for, for debate for, for everyone 100%. else. <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate you guys being back with us. I appreciate Jacob for coming back on today like we said, is part two. So we're talking about something that Jacob would want to talk about on the podcast, um, but there wasn't like one particular thing. So instead, we are doing a 2022 NFL preview because if there's anything I've learned from other sports podcasts, it's that you can never talk about the NFL too much. I think most people would agree with that. Let's jump into it. So NFL preview. For this NFL preview, I wanted us to do our top five most intriguing teams coming into the 2020 season, 2022 season. So both of us have a list. 
We haven't looked at each other's list. We've talked about it. So it is top five most intriguing teams coming into the season, starting at number five. Jacob, go ahead. Hit us with yours. Okay, so this team could be an absolute dumpster fire, or they could be a little bit spunky. Um, They don't have the greatest defensive secondary, but they've got some offensive weapons, maybe not the best of the best, but they've got some depth. They've got a young quarterback who came off of a rough season, and this is a theme for two of my teams. I'm picking the Jaguars. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we're, we're looking at Trevor Lawrence's second season. This could be a make-or-break season for him. If he comes out and he plays pretty terribly like he did last season, this is looking like one of the all-time busts. Yes. And I love Trevor Lawrence. Him and Joe Burrow are my two favorite non-Broncos quarterbacks. I really want to see him succeed, but it, if he doesn't, I'm not really going to have much faith that it's going to get too much better for him. He got by a lot with his athleticism in college. Yep. He's 6'5", 230, 240. He can just run guys over. He's got to get used to the speed of the game. He's got to get more accurate. He's got a couple more weapons now with Kirk. He's got yep. a safety blanket and Evan Ingram if he can stay healthy. They got him on a decent contract. They got Cam Robinson at tackle who's going to help him be a little bit more protected on his blind side. Um, and then they've got a little bit of speed in the the midfield for their defense. They just got Trayvon Walker, first overall pick. Nick doesn't really believe in him. <laughs> it and makes then, no sense. And then they got Devin Lloyd later in the first round, who, Which could, is... who could be a great value pick. And then obviously they got Josh Allen, who's a very talented young player. So they've got some speed in the middle of the field there. They're up front. It's pretty weak. Secondary is pretty weak. So I'm not, don't have too much faith in their defense, but their offense, they've got James Robinson. They've got ETN coming back. They could be a little bit spunky. Christian Kirk, they just got from the Cardinals. We don't, we haven't seen him as a wide receiver one, except for like the last six games for the Cardinals when Hopkins was out. He could be, he could show something. We're not completely sure. Yeah. So what what do you think of that pick? So in my opinion, I have a hard time being interested in the Jaguars mainly because it's the Jaguars. Like that's the only thing that holds me back from being intrigued by them is there's a precedence there of losing and they have been losing for a long time. I think they absolutely botched the number one overall pick. Don't believe in Trevon at all. See, that's that's what makes it intrigued because they could 100%. they could have two number one picks in a row that are garbage fire picks a hundred percent and yes. that's what is intrigued like if they come out this season and they have a bad showing from their defensive number one overall and their offensive number one overall from two years ago yeah that's gonna be it apps like i don't know like what do you what do you do at that point if you're the organization i don't know why they hired trent balk no he, he was a dumpster fire like at the end with the 49ers. I don't know why he would even be considered for another job. Um, I forgot to look up who their head... Do you remember who their head coach is going to be? Uh, I do not know. I can look it up real quick. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of head coach movement this year. In, yeah, and that's in another NFL. really super interesting thing about this NFL season is the amount of new head coaches and the amount of changing of head coaches. So... Obviously not. Oh, you know who it is? It's Doug Peterson. Okay, yeah. So that yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I, that yeah. could be the perfect. He got Carson Wentz his second season. Carson Wentz had an unreal year. Trevor Lawrence and Carson Wentz have a lot of the same physical tools. I think Carson Wentz was probably a little bit more accurate coming into the league than Trevor Lawrence was right now. Yeah. Um, but. Doug Peterson's a great offensive coach when he, he has tools. They had similar kind of like they didn't have Alshon Jeffrey was a great wide receiver, but he wasn't like all pro. Was he all pro before uh, that? Not before that, no. So we're looking maybe Christian Kirk has a breakout season. Yeah. Maybe uh, Marvin Jones turns it around and plays a little bit better. They They have some weapons. They have some offensive 
they could develop some type of offensive identity. I think the defense is ultimately what's going to hold them back, but I do think they're an interesting young team. I, I, I agree 100%. I think on the offensive side, you're looking at Trevor Lawrence, Etienne, Christian Kirk, still relatively young. None of their other like depth wide receivers stand out as me stand out to me as like breakouts, but they are solid players. Yeah, they, they have some depth, exactly. At least. Yeah, uh, I would be, I would be interested in especially the Etienne part. You know, Etienne's coming off of this major injury, and they still have James Robinson, who's a very good running yeah. back. And then they have like Etienne and Lawrence played how many yeah. years? Three years, two years. Three in years, college? two. Uh, yeah, three years together. Yeah, so they have chemistry. Exactly, they're gonna like know each other. So that's that's so, definitely positive. Yeah, similar to what we saw with Joe. And then they and also they got they got Scherf too on the offensive line. Yep, they've got Robinson that could help him be able to hold onto the ball maybe a half second, second longer, make better reads, have some time to develop. All right, what's your number five? My number five is the Cleveland Browns. See, I like that was just so obvious to me. I wanted to like get some, like some teams that may be more interesting, but I I, understand. I think exactly. I think some of my other ones are a little less obvious, but I felt like the Cleveland Browns just had to be there. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at big three offensively, wide receiver, quarterback, and running back, there there's a case to be made that Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, and Amari Cooper is the one best. of the best in the yeah. leagues, if not the best. Absolutely. And so if Deshaun can come back and be, I mean, he's been working out. We know how good he is. We know Deshaun Watson. I mean, he went to the, the last time he played a game was in the AFC championship. Mm-hmm. So was it the AFC? No, it was, it was the second round. Yeah, it was the second round. It was the second round. That's was That was the last time he played a game and he played a great game against the Kansas City Chiefs, but the KC Chiefs just. No, they played a whole season after that. They did? Yeah. Deshaun did? Yeah, that was his like four hundred or forty eight hundred yard season or whatever. Though he had like an unreal season, but yeah. they were they were dumpster fire. Yes, they were. Yeah, it you're was right. After they traded Hopkins, they he played one season after they traded Hopkins. That's why he demanded a trade. Exactly, and so that's the biggest thing that I've seen, or the biggest thing that I've been looking at is the fact that Deshaun Watson, guy who hasn't played in well over a year, he was only good or really good with DeAndre Hopkins. He mm-hmm. now has that number one wide receiver still yeah. with Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb is phenomenal. That offensive line is really good, actually. Their defense has holes, that's for sure. They definitely didn't do a lot to like improve their team in any way. Mm-hmm. They just kind of upgraded uh, Jarvis Landry for Amari Cooper and then, of course, upgraded from Baker Mayfield. But they still went, what, 9-8 and eight last year? Eight and nine. They still went eight and nine. They yeah. were like a game and a half out of being in the playoffs. Yeah. See, I don't. I just what the same issue that you have with Russell Wilson is the same issue I have with Deshaun Watson. I think that's fair. I think he got a lot of stats with because he had Hopkins on his team. Hop. I think Hopkins is a different wide receiver than Cooper. Yeah. Cooper. I feel like he's got a little bit of front runner to him. Where he's a better he's route got, runner too. Yeah, no, like front, like he's got he had better depth than Hopkins did with those Texans teams. Yep. So when you when Cooper is able to get one on ones, he looks a lot better than Hopkins does when he's fighting double teams. I agree. I think Hopkins is a better wide receiver in my opinion. He's better at creating space for himself. He's better at breaking tackles and and creating stuff for himself. But Cooper isn't as strong in those aspects. But he's obviously he's still a great wide receiver, number one to have. Yeah. But I just don't. Watson puts up a lot of empty stats because they get either ahead or behind, and they just kind of mess around. So that's that's my biggest issue with Deshaun Watson. I agree. As a football player, <laughs> well, yeah. As, as a, a football, football player, player. As, a person, as a person, there's a lot of other issues exactly. that we're not going to go into. And that's my biggest thing with this is. Deshaun Watson, he's not my favorite guy. No, <laughs> Let's just no. put that out there. But he's a good quarterback. He's got Amari Cooper. He's got Nick Chubb. They're going to be able to move is, the ball. Is Hunt back? Uh, yes, I believe Hunt okay, yeah, is they still got, back. Kareem Hunt was a monster when he played, too. Exactly. They have a lot of firepower offensively, and it's going to be really fun to watch. 
Like, I mean, imagine a couple of years ago when everyone was like, yeah, Baker, Nick Chubb, Odell, mm-hmm. Jarvis Landry, that's going to be really fun. It's twice as good now. Yeah. So that's why I think they're really intriguing. They were one game away from making the playoffs last year. I think they sneak in this year, depending on if Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt can stay healthy. I yeah. think that's what their team depends on. And then, of course, the Deshaun Watson mystery, yeah. because there could still be some backlash on that coming down the pipeline so so here's a question for you if deshaun doesn't play um baker mayfield is not going to play for the browns no at all do you think gardner Minshew would be an like a gettable guy for them to fill that hole and do you think he would fill it better than baker or it would be kind of the same level i think it would be the same as baker i know you're lower on baker than i am but i don't think that necessarily moves the needle i do think Minshew is going to be a guy who's available yeah because the eagles are going to probably be good and they're going to want to make moves Mm -hmm. so i think dealing their backup quarterback who's actually pretty solid makes sense for them yeah but i still think that the difference between baker and Gardner Minshew doesn't make that big See, of a difference. That's, that's what but, I'm saying is that they could still, if they get him, they could still compete for a playoff spot. I think in my so. Opinion. I think so. Which, like, what do you think? Like a third, like third or fourth round, or what they trade Minshew for from the Jags? I guess fifth or sixth was it? Yeah, it was something really low. So you could easily just give him a late round pick, and you can get a plug pluggable starter for the Deshaun Watson fiasco. Of course. I mean, the Browns could be, outside of the Jags, one of the biggest (laughs) mess-ups in all of the NFL. Yes, This could be an absolute disaster. I think it, like, my personal opinion, I think it's going to be an absolute disaster. Just day by day, does not get any better for Deshaun Watson. This could be one of the worst moves of all time still yet to be seen and that's why i'm super fascinated by them because this team could be a playoff team they could win four games yeah it could go either way because there's just so much stuff involving that team and yeah you're kind of right it is a little low-hanging fruit but they're still the fifth most intriguing team in my opinion so let's jump over to your fourth okay um i didn't write these down in order but this it kind of is an order on mine um i have the jets another young quarterback Okay. This I told you this before. I picked a couple young quarterbacks just because I wanted to see how they develop, what's going to happen. They've got a little bit more weapons this year as opposed to last year. Mm-hmm. The Jets have a, a sneaky good defense, lots of speed. Um, they got some great offense, potentially great offensive rookies in the draft. The Jets picked up Garrett Wilson and yep. Brees Hall, so they have a, a new running back, new wide receiver. They got Ozama from the Bengals, who could be a great safety blanket. He had a pretty solid year last year with Joe Burrow. They got a a new safety in Whithead. And I I just think Zach Wilson, he had a rough season for sure. It wasn't the best. But the last six games, he didn't throw any picks. His completion percentage wasn't great, but they had a lot of injuries. I think he could come out and have a solid. I don't think he's going to throw for 4,300 yards. Yeah. Maybe like 38 in that range. He could have a much better season than he did last year. And they could potentially make a run at that seventh spot for the playoffs. If their defense is as good with their secondary additions as they were last like if they get incrementally better on the defensive end of the ball they've got Quinn and Williams up front they got a couple other guys they yep. got some good depth they could be a very good defensive team with a stop like not stopgap but a decent young quarterback with some weapons they could make some moves this this season in my opinion yeah i think that's fair and my only problem with the Jets would be basically the exact same thing as the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. You know, we're picking teams that won four, three or four games last year. Yeah. And so I think their running game is a huge issue. Their line is not great as well. I think Brees Hall isn't necessarily the addition that I would want. 
at my running back position. I know every year there's a rookie running back who surprises people. Hall could be that guy, but I just, I don't fully see it. Mm -hmm. And so if their defense holds up and their defense is solid, then yeah, I think they could be a competitive team. There's not too many. I mean, that division does look really good now. Yeah, they definitely, they definitely have a tough division. Yeah, that's, like the biggest intrigue factors, I'm I love young quarterbacks. I think yeah. they're super intriguing to watch. Zach Wilson had one of the worst games I've ever watched in my <laughs> life against the Patriots. Yeah, it just did not stop. I he came back and he played, like he showed that he had some type of resiliency. He can make moves with his legs. He's a great runner. He's a tough runner. I think that there's something to say for that. Yeah. And he's not the least accurate guy. Like he can make some good passes. He has a decent arm. I think that there's definitely potential there for him to develop the season. And that's something that I'm interested in watching. I like who they picked up offensively for him just to develop him. I also love Braxton Berrios because <laughs> of our fantasy team. Braxton Berrios. I think he could be a much better. I don't know why they're they have elijah more in front of the in front of him in the depth chart i really don't know if how that's going to shake out I yeah think braxton barrios definitely needs to see the field he's got some of that um and that just, core three is pretty solid yeah barrios uh wilson who they got in the draft it, it's a solid big three yeah when it comes to wide receivers it's not great it's not phenomenal there's no standout number one but it's solid enough, so you can't really make the argument that Wilson doesn't have the weapons anymore. Yeah, exactly. You know, so as a big Zach Wilson guy, obviously he's a Mormon who plays tennis, so I love him. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I'm not super. I don't no, think they're I, going like, to make a huge yeah, jump. I don't. I don't. I don't have faith that they're going to be contending for a playoff spot. But yeah. I think they could push seven. Eight wins is definitely in the realm of possibility for them. Okay. If they play well outside of their AFC East schedule, mm -hmm. they've got nine games outside of those games. Yep. Or not, no, six. They've got 11 games outside of those games. Okay. If they can play well outside of those six games, if they can steal a couple, I think they could be a sneaky good team. Makes but sense. I'm mostly interested in the Zach Wilson aspect of it. Give him some weapons. Give him a safety net with Ozama. Yep. See what happens. Okay. My number four. Similar. You're going to notice this a lot through my teams because I'm just now noticing it. Wide receiver changes okay. is a huge deal in my teams. So my number four is the Philadelphia Eagles. I'd like to preface this by saying I hate the Eagles, so whatever I say here should not be positive, but I'm super intrigued by the moves that they've been making. I think Miles Sanders is still a really solid running back. You got AJ Brown, of course, in there. We're going to see a huge step up from their young wide receivers. Mm -hmm. I genuinely think Devonte could be one of the best wide receivers this year. Yeah. Like Devontae I think it's good. I think well over a thousand yards might be easy for him. Mm -hmm. The question mark is Jalen hurts. I did see a picture of Jalen Hurts recently from training camp. I don't know if you've seen him, but he looks like much bigger than he did before. See, I just, I'm not sure that's a good thing. And neither do I, because I think that they're going to be running the ball constantly. But I think their mm -hmm. offense is going to be crazy difficult to stop because of all the different things that they can do. Yeah. And their defense is always solid. It's never top five, but it's always kind of within that range of 15 to 10 or so. So with that being said... They still have good coaching. They still have kind of that winning mentality because they are recent Super Bowl champions. I think it's easy to overlook the fact like they won a Super Bowl five years ago. Yeah. So they still have a lot of the same players on their team who are a part of that. So they know how to win, which I think drives a lot of success within an organization. Yeah. So... That's my number four team. I don't have too much else to add on it. I just am super interested in what they've built and what they have around them. And I think their offense is going to be fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. Um, I still hate them. 
you, you know who my least favorite quarterback in the league is, right? It's Jalen Hurts. Yeah. yeah, I and I agree. I just <laughs> I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big believer. I just don't. I've ever since watching him in Alabama, I just don't see the NFL QB talent there. Agreed. He had an okay season last year. Is very up and down. He just doesn't play to play. It's not even like a game to game thing. I feel like he's more consistent game to game than he is play to play. Yeah. You just don't know what you're going to get play to play. Because one one play he can make a shake a defender, make a move, make a crazy accurate throw that you're like, where did that come from? Yeah. And then the next play, he throws his guy, throws a ball over his guy's head by five yards. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you just don't know what you're going to get from Jalen Hurts play to play. And I don't like that kind type of inconsistent QB play. I think... I do think he's good enough to like make maybe win a game, playoff game or two, but yeah. I, I mean, they I were think, they I think were in that playoff be, game last year. Yeah, and that he made some moves when they were down by a lot. Yeah, he made a comeback, but I mean, it was the Bucks had basically stopped trying at that point. So exactly, it's one of those things like little backdoor cover yeah leads in the nfl go away very quickly because teams stop trying to score and they start trying to run out the clock yeah i just don't see him as a high level court i think maybe top 25 to 15 he's maybe somewhere in that range probably in the 18 to 25 range exactly and i agree 100 percent. but i mean aj brown is a very good wide receiver. AJ Brown's incredible. Yeah. So that could make him look a lot better than he is. So yeah, that that's definitely something that could hundred percent be interesting to watch. Yeah. Nine and eight last year, they're probably gonna be a playoff team again this year just because they've gotten better. So can't really see a reason why they aren't super interesting. So all right, let's jump to your number three. All right, so I've got the Miami Dolphins. I thought about them a lot as my number three. They made a lot of moves this yes. offseason. Um, the biggest move, it might not be their best move because they paid him so freaking much money, <laughs> but getting Tyree Kill, having Jalen Waddle, those are two of the fastest wide receivers in the league. 100%. Without a doubt. That's a lot of lot to ask of your secondary. Yes. They are going to run so many slants because Tua cannot throw the ball down the field. No. But they're going to carve you right in front of your face. Like, there's not much you can do about those guys. Like, you run a crossing route with them, people are going to, like, just lose it. They just are so freaking fast. They're so speedy. Tua has has a cannon. If he puts some velocity on the ball, he can absolutely just rip it in there. So he's going to be making a lot of tight space throws to these guys who are just running short little routes. And then they're just going to run down the field. And it's going to be... I feel like they're going to have a very quick offense. They're going to get up and run the ball. They got Chase Edmonds, yes. who is an excellent, excellent receiver out of the backfield. He's one of the best wide receivers as a mm-hmm. running back. And Tua can hit guys out of the backfield. Yeah, and then they still have Gaskin. Gaskin. They've got Sony Michelle for some depth. They've got some guys in the backfield. Who They got? Um, they picked up Cedric Wilson yep. from the Cowboys. He's an excellent third receiver once again incredibly fast yeah they've got Gasecki, who's an absolute athlete yes he's great hands just they've got so many guys on the offensive line they got they signed a couple linemen with uh teron armstead and mm-hmm. then they got uh bridgewater to back up yep to a which is a good fit for yeah, the system because brissette was rough to yeah, say the was. least yeah bridgewater could come in and those guys are much better than the Broncos wide receivers last year, especially with Judy Hurt, Sutton coming off of his ACL. I, d- I feel like he wasn't completely himself. Those That's a much better wide receiver corp than the Broncos had last year. Yeah. And then, so if, if Tua does end up taking some time off, getting an injury, they definitely have a great stopgap quarterback, a great game manager who can get those guys on the short routes and they can make a play. They got Melvin Ingram from the Chargers, who's still not sold on him, but he's a solid defensive player. Um, 
And their their front seven's not the best, but they've got a pretty strong backfield. Yeah, their secondary is great. Yeah. I mean, Byron Jones and uh, Xavier Howard, having those two guys as your top two cornerbacks is very mm-hmm. solid. Mm-hmm. We've seen it for three seasons now that those two have been really reliable. So I like that pick a lot. The reason I did not go Miami is because I think I'm less intrigued by what they're going to do. I just feel like we know what they're going to do, and it's going to be insanely fun to watch. So if yeah. this was a fun to watch list, I think they're number one. Okay, fair enough. I'm so I'm I'm really I excited. Think, to see I think what they the do. intriguing thing is to see where they land within that division because they've got a young team that could be pretty solid. That's not going to be in just a layover team. Yeah, they've got the Bills who are a contender. For sure. Exactly. They could end up being the best team in the AFC. And then they've got the Patriots, who could also be the best team in the AFC. Like, we don't know. Do you, let me ask you this. Do you think they finish above the Patriots, standings-wise? That's... I think they're... I don't want to say yes. I think the Patriots have a better defense. Because um, I'm saying yes. I do think the I Dolphins think, are going to be better this year. I feel like they're going to have the same record, or it's going to yeah. be within one game. I think that's fair. I don't. I'm not going to say that. I think the Dolphins have the best record because the Patriots were a better team last year. Now, here's a scenario for you. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> let's look at the schedule real quick. For Miami? I want to know where the last game is being played. Oh yeah. And if it's the Patriots and the Dolphins. And if it's at, at Miami. Oh, that's true. Because that could be the most important game of the season. Oh, no, they play the... They, okay. The Jets. Jets are the last game of the year. Their last game of the year, they play... But the last the, two games the, are at Gillette and home against the Jets. Oh, yeah. They they play. They go to play the Patriots. Okay. Jesus, their schedule's tough down the stretch. Check this schedule out. At 49ers... At Chargers, which isn't really a road game, but still. At Buffalo, home against the Packers. At Patriots, home Jets. That's a brutal end to the year. Yeah, the Jets won. They that that's going to be a must win. Yeah, hopefully probably. they can stay healthy and get to that point. Yeah. So, but yeah, I like that pick, and I had this team at two, but it kind of ties in, so I'm going to just throw them in here at three because for me, three and two were kind of interchangeable because they're both basically the exact same team Mm -hmm. my number three is the kansas city chiefs because you have patrick mahomes obviously but their team has gotten significantly worse obviously losing tyreek hill is a huge deal to them their weapons are not super intimidating when you look at them on paper besides travis kelsey what about tiktok star juju (laughs) Smith Schuster. I mean, if his TikTok game respond or is a indication of his play on the field, then I think they're in even worse trouble. <laughs> but shout out all Juju Schuster <laughs> TikTok followers out there. Yeah, hope you're having a blast, Juju. We love you. Come on the pod. Um, <laughs> but with the Chiefs. We know they're going to make the playoffs. We know they're going to make a run. Patrick Mahomes isn't going to let this team drop that far off. But they didn't make the championship last year. Arguably, a coin toss helped them get to the conference championships. They probably lose that game if they lose that coin toss. So I'm intrigued to see what Patrick Mahomes does without these incredible weapons. And I think a lot of people will say, well, besides Tyreek and Travis, he hasn't had that. At least he had Tyreek and Travis. Now he just has Travis. And Travis is old, too. I think we're forgetting that. So I'm not convinced 100% that that team's going to be the exact same as they were. I still think they're a playoff team. I still think they're going to make a run at it. But if that team... Don't forget, they lost... Honey Badger. Yes. Tyron Matthew, Matthew too. Their a, defense is worse. Yeah. Their defense is not. I just I just don't think the Chiefs are going to be as 
powerful. Like we saw the first five games of the year. Yeah. Their defense was in bad shape. By the end of the year, their defense was in bad shape again. They struggled in the second half against the Bengals pretty bad. They struggled the last game they played against the Bengals that in the regular season. And they struggled terribly against the Bills in the fourth quarter. They were just like there were guys wide open. Josh Allen didn't even have to make plays. They were just open. Yeah. I just don't think the Chiefs have the same depth. They traded Tyreek basically because of money. So here's there's a huge recipe for disaster for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. You lose your best wide receiver. You lose your best defensive player. Their offense and defense significantly worse. Travis Kelsey significantly older. On top of that, their division got significantly better. Every single team. Every single got team got better. Significantly better. They are. And which which NFC division are they playing this year? I don't know, but the, let me just the NFC West. Oh, they are playing the West. So yeah. they're playing the, the Rams, the 49ers, the Cardinals. Yep. Those are all three competitive teams. I mean, the Seahawks are going to be rollovers, but and that's what I was going to say is by Vegas odds of win-loss overall, Kansas City Chiefs play the hardest schedule this year. Yeah. That is a huge recipe for disaster for Patrick Mahomes and I don't know what that team is going to look like this year, offensively, defensively, and playing such a difficult schedule. They could lose a few games early and just be scrambling for the rest of the year. Yeah, exactly. There's a possibility that they could just drop off the face of the earth this season. They could be the worst team in the AFC West. It's a possibility. Yeah. I don't think it'll happen. I think Patrick will bring them there, but they are very intriguing to me because... We don't know if they're going to be the best team in the AFC or the worst team in the AFC. So there's a huge disparity there on what's going to happen. So let's go over to your number two. All right. There's going to be a lot of AFC West talk in this podcast. <laughs> the AFC West is by far the most interesting division in yep. the league. That's just how it shook out in free agency, the firearms race. Agreed. I took the Oakland Raiders here. I like um, it. So we're going to share our top team um, <laughs> just so we can tie it up in, yeah, this, exactly. in the same convo. That'll be easy. Um, Derek Carr, when he had, um, what's his name? Amari Cooper. Not Amari Cooper. Last year, Henry Ruggs. Yeah. They were a very spunky offense. Oh, yeah. When they had that deep threat, Derek Carr was... Like he could take a hit and throw the ball fifty yards down the field, and Rugs would be there, and it was just incredible to watch. Carr yeah. was putting together; he looked like he could have put together an. MV- I think he could have put together an MVP season if Rugs did not do one of the stupidest things a football player has ever done. Yep, I think that's now fair. they have one of the best wide receivers, and if not, if not the best, the best wide receiver in Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro. Really found himself in the second half of that year. He's not a wide receiver number one. He was a de facto number one. And as a second wide receiver in the slot, I think he's going to have like a Wes Welker, Julian Edelman type season this year. I agree. He doesn't drop balls. No. And then Waller. I hardly know her. (laughs) We're huge Waller guys on this pod. Yeah. He... If he stays healthy, yes, he's a massive target. He's athletic as all get out. They just, the, they're four, and then they got Josh Jacobs. Didn't have the best season last year, but he's a very consistent running back. He's a strong runner. He can hit holes. He's not going to drop a ton of passes. Mm-hmm. They've got such a good offensive core. They picked up Chandler Jones. Oh, yeah. They got Max Crosby already there. They, I think Bilal Nichols. I I read about that. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty good, pretty good pass rusher. The only setback for the Raiders is gonna be if they can stay in front of people in the secondary. I Their agree. secondary is 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 pretty rough. And and that's the I think that's the biggest thing that we saw with the Raiders in the playoffs. 
their defense tries insanely hard. They might mm-hmm. not be the best defense, but when you have a leader in Max Crosby, that dude runs, I mean, his engine's going 150% every single play. Yeah. It's rare that you have a player with that much effort defensively and that much input on the game. It's one of the reasons why I love um, uh, the Cincinnati guy, uh, the Cincinnati defensive end who was absolutely incredible for their run. I can't think of his name right now, but... When you have a guy who has that type of motor leading your defense, it means a lot. It's why I love Nicobe Dean from Georgia. Mm-hmm. I He was the captain of that defense. He was the best player on that defense for two straight years. Yeah. Crosby gives second, third, yes, fourth. They will have a scramble, and then he'll be behind the play, and he will run up the field and make a play from completely out of the play. Exactly. And that's the kind of player you want on the front seven. Chandler Jones is obviously a former all pro player. We'll see. Yeah. He's getting a little bit older. We'll see what he can put together this year. I like I like the idea of the, the Raiders team. I don't like the Raiders. Yeah. Because my team is the Broncos, obviously. Um, but let, let's move on to, to Nick's number two. Well, uh, one last thing on the Raiders. You touched on Waller's injury concerns. I just wanted to input here and drop some breaking news. As an NFL insider, I was in a suite next to Darren Waller at AEW Double or Nothing in T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas Mm -hmm. two weeks ago. He was jumping around like crazy. He was hyped for the matches. He looks healthy to me. I don't know about you, but that's just my insider information. That's great information, Nick. (laughs) Listen, I'm trying to become an NFL insider. Just give me a break, man. I, well, I work with what I can. Yeah, he looks. He's he's an intimidating person. No, he <laughs> he is, looks scary. I cannot imagine yeah. how big he looks in person. Oh, he's massive. And him jumping around at a wrestling match. Oh, it was awesome. Uh, okay, my number two team, basically, once again ties in exactly to your team, similar to the Chargers. Chiefs did. Nope. What? The Packers. Okay. Okay. It's basically the exact same situation as the Chiefs. It's, it's the same thing as the Dolphins Chiefs. It's exactly it's the exact same thing as Dolphins my Chiefs. Team took the your, your team took my team. Receiver. Yes. So I went and, with the Packers. And one of my teams took their. Oh wait, was it your team? Who took Marquez Valdez Scantling? Oh, the Chiefs did. Yeah, the Chiefs did. Yeah. So I have the Packers at number two. It's Aaron Rodgers. Here's my hot take. Go ahead. Lazard, Lizard King is going to have a a thousand yard season. I think he's going to have well more than a thousand yards. And this is why I settled on the Packers being so high. Yeah. Is because I actually think their weapons are still good. (laughs) Everyone's going to say I'm insane, but I actually think Alan Lazard is really solid and could be a number one wide receiver, especially when you have one of the best quarterbacks of all time with you. So I'm convinced that the Green Bay Packers, even though there's been so much news around Aaron Rodgers for two straight seasons now, they still come out and they perform. Aaron Rodgers is a freaking back-to-back MVP. He won the match with Tom Brady, helping him get off his slide. That's huge for his confidence. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing <laughs> nothing makes you more confident than golf. Golf confidence 100%. is like, it's like an extra two inches. <laughs> it's off. an extra two inches, yeah. <laughs> So height is we're talking about height, obviously. So we have Aaron Rodgers. Everyone thinks they're going to be a dumpster fire. Everyone's talking about, oh, Jordan loves coming in. Aaron Rodgers getting traded. He's going to San Francisco, whatever. I just don't see that being the case. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. I still have a hard time believing that with everything that's happened with the Packers in the last couple years and how disappointing they've been in the playoffs that they could win the Super Bowl. I don't think that's a possibility. But I'm super intrigued because I still think they're going to be really solid. And if they're not going to be solid, then that's going to be an absolute crapshoot of what's going to happen to that team. And the thing that's going to be entertaining is Aaron Rodgers. Yes. If his team is bad, we haven't seen it in a very long time. And he has gotten more and more outspoken. Yes. Those... He might stop doing interviews with Pat McAfee if your team is that bad. <laughs> like if that if it gets that bad, then it would be funny to see those last couple of interviews yeah. on the McAfee show. For it would sure. be incredible. 
I I really want that to happen. That's the funny part about it. As a Cowboys fan, I'm not necessarily the biggest Packers guy, but I do respect Aaron Rodgers a lot. And I kind of want to see them lose like four out of the first five and then Aaron Rodgers just like sit out the rest of the year. <laughs> or they they even Jordan have Jordan Love. Yeah, and watch Jordan Love be hold even. on to the ball for four seconds and get he, sacked. He's so awful. And that's why I think they're super intriguing. Yeah. Because Aaron Rodgers is by far the most intriguing player in the league this year. Mm-hmm. He's been that way for the past probably two seasons. Mm-hmm. He's one of the most polarizing figures in sports right now, which is incredible to say that, like, if you would ask me that five years ago, I would have said you're crazy. But Aaron Rodgers has become a storyline basically with everything he does. So that's why I have them number two. I think that I'm I'm just fascinated to see what happens. So should we, we're going to make a quick... This is going to be a long podcast. Yes, I have noticed that. We're at 51 minutes currently. So apologies for people who thought this was going to be short. But, you know, NFL talk, it just gets carried away. We're going to rank Aaron Rodgers' girlfriends. Okay. <laughs> I'm game. Um, a couple honorable mentions while Jacob's doing this. I don't know if you had any off the top of your head. Yeah. I thought about the Ravens. Similar situation to, like, Chiefs-Packers. And then I also thought about the Cardinals. Similar situation to the Browns and Eagles. Okay. So, did yeah. you have any honorable mentions? Um, I had the Colts. I had the Colts as well. And I thought, I about, them thought about the Redskins. Because the Commanders. Oh, yeah. The Commanders. We're canceled. Sorry. Oh, gosh. We're yeah, canceled we, already. We're done. Um, I thought about the Commanders. <laughs> because Carson Wentz wasn't great. Last year, but he wasn't terrible. Yeah. He had some games where he showed something. If he can figure out a way to get the turnovers under control, Ron Rivera had experience with a big quarterback (laughs) who was mobile and not the most accurate, but could make plays. I think that's an interesting dynamic. He's got a great wide receiver, number one. Yeah. They didn't really have, like, Michael Pittman's okay. Oh, I think um, Michael Pittman might be better than Terry McLaurin. I don't. Maybe in the in the future. Yeah, but, that's but right. Right now, I think Terry might be a little bit better. Terry also hasn't played with a halfway decent quarterback in a few seasons. Yeah, so that's it's hard true. to judge his talent level based off in a vacuum because he they can easily double team him when they have no other options. Yeah. Um, it's all good. I th- I think the Commanders could be an interesting team. Okay. Anyways, Aaron yes, Rodgers Aaron has Rogers three has a big three. Kay. He's got two other, um, very attractive, uh, past girlfriends, but nobody knows who they are. So, so we're talking about the big three here. So we're talking about Olivia Munn, Danica Patrick, and Shailene Woodley. Okay. So here's my contention. Okay. Spectacular now is one of my favorite teen indie coming-of-age movies of all time. So you have a little bias. It's just her chemistry with Miles Teller. I, I just There's just something about her in that movie. It is incredible. She, she She's just so cute. Like, I don't know. It's just... <laughs> I think it's fair. But Olivia Munn is just so... Att- she has this raw energy about her. I put Olivia Munn number one. Yeah. Because... I think attractive-wise, if we did it FKM... Yeah, yeah. It's F... Olivia Olivia Munn. Munn. Yeah. Kill Danica Patrick (laughs) and marry Shane Lee Woodley. (laughs) Can we be in agreement about that? I think that's fair, yeah. Okay. Uh, I I like Danica, but compared to the other two, I'm not the biggest fan. I I think Olivia is my number one, and... This might be my bias, but I loved her look in that X-Men movie. I don't think I've seen that one. I think it's but Days I of Future her. Past. I love her in the the episode or two that she is in New Girl. Oh, yeah. She is just... That too. A firecracker. 100%, yeah. Absolute firecracker. That might sway my decision even more. She plays the role of a professional dancer. Yeah. A profesh- very professional A very dancer. professional dancer. Okay, so, anyways, okay, the team I like that top that, three though. <laughs> keeping with the Aaron Rodgers theme, this team was 
inches away from trading their entire franchise. <laughs> they were going to make him the new owner instead of Rob Walton. <laughs> the Broncos. The Broncos are my number one. They are Jacob's number one. I think they're kind of a unanimous number one with a lot of people. Because it's just, other teams made big moves for yeah. sure, but they didn't have the infrastructure that the Broncos had. The, I think the Broncos are pound for pound, maybe the deepest team in the league. They've, I think that's fair. They've just got so much everywhere. Their biggest weakness for me is probably linebackers. The in- interior linebackers yep. is not their strength. And the offensive line is middle of the road. Yep, They don't have any stars, offensive linemen stars. They've got a couple solid players, but they don't have a ton of depth in that position. Um, they don't have a ton of health in the linebacker position. Yep. Um, in my I, opinion, the, the reason why they're my number one is it doesn't feel like a lot of teams who are on the verge of making that jump to title contention made that jump besides the Broncos. Yeah. A lot of teams that we've talked about, the Miamis of the world, the Cleveland Browns of the world, you took decent teams and tried to make them a little bit better, but you didn't make them a title contender. They they, they didn't become complete, yes. I think, is the issue. Because Miami's front seven is not great. No. They have a great secondary. They have good offense. The Broncos have speed around the edges on defense. They have strength inside. They have probably a top five cornerback next year in, in Sertan. Yep. They have Ronald Darby, who's also a very good cornerback. Yep. And they have probably the best safety duo in the league right now with, with Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons. Those are both all pro caliber guys if they're on it on the this next season. A hundred percent. I think without a doubt they're the team that had a shot at being a legit team, but didn't have the quarterback play to back it up. Yeah. Now they do. And and like we ahead. could go through their schedule last year yeah. and point out how many losses they lost purely because of quarterback. They just could not move the ball up the field. And that was their biggest issue is that they just, it might be partly because of offensive play calling. They didn't have the best coordinator in Pat Shermer. Yeah. And then they also had T- Teddy Bridgewater, who does not like to throw the ball past 20 yards down the field. So my my biggest concern offensively is the line cor- court the line um playmaking wise i guess yeah Cortland Sutton isn't exactly going to stretch out the field mm-hmm. with speed Jerry Judy is a great route runner but he's not going to stretch out the field with his speed either because he doesn't have the greatest size to catch the ball and he doesn't beat guys yeah. with pure speed. He's quick, but he's not like end to end as fast as some other like long, deep threats in the league. Agreed. KJ Hamler's basically their only guy who has that kind of speed. Tim Patrick. <laughs> Tim Patrick's. They just they have they have three. They have two very solid wide receivers yes. who have a history of being very solid wide receivers, who have never played with great quarterback play yeah jerry judy he's had troubles his rookie season last season he got injured obviously he looked pretty good last season before he got hurt we've never seen him with a good quarterback kj hamler looked pretty good before he went down last season yeah and they have one of the best running duos in the league oh 100 percent we, Javante, haven't even, we haven't even talked about that. Exactly. Javante and Melvin Gordon are just, they're so good together. And I think Javante's going to take an even bigger step forward. Yeah, absolutely. Javante was, was phenomenal by year. the end of the year. Yeah. So I think that team is going to be really good. I, I agree with basically everything that you said. The reason they're my number one, people who are close to me will know this. I am a huge Russell Wilson or anti-Russell Wilson yeah. guy. He does not like Russ. 
way I, I feel about Jalen Hurts. I feel the exact same about Russell Wilson. I think he doesn't have the same contentions, but a hundred percent feelings. Exactly. I have always been anti Russell Wilson and I genuinely think that this team could be good, but it won't be because of Russell Wilson. It'll be because of their other factors like their defense, a huge step up from their wide receivers. It'll be their running game, especially. I think their running game is going to be absolutely incredible. I think their line could be a little bit better this year than people think. I think. I mean, when you with, have that many, when you have that much playmakers, when you have Russell Wilson who, yeah, does not take sacks, that like he avoids sacks like, exactly. Like, like it's so hard to get the man on the ground, and then he'll just throw a thirty-yard bomb to someone standing wide open in the middle, in the middle of a hole in the zone. Yeah, if he can get that chemistry like he had with Lockett. Yep. Or with some like curse back in the day, some of those other guys that would just wind up wide open in the middle of the field. Jerry Judy's a smart football player. Yeah. He's gonna find holes and zones. And when those breakdowns happen, Tim Patrick is smart, Cortland Sutton's smart. They're all good route runners. They're all very solid wide receivers. They're gonna find the holes. And so when, when Russell makes those those incredible athletic feats of man just like running around in circles. He's going to find those guys are going to find holes. Russ is going to find them. That's that's where I have less of an issue with the offensive line. They yeah. have so much like talent and IQ on the team on the offensive side that you don't need the strongest line to be able to protect them. Exactly. And that was the exact point I was trying to make is their line might not be great, but it's going to be better than people think because of that reason, because of the Russell Wilson factor. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think we put that perfectly when it comes to the Broncos. I am incredibly intrigued to see what happens with them. Once again, toughest division in football. And they're like every other team. They're AFC West and NFC West playing each other. Yeah. Those games are going to be such so dumb much fights. fun. They're going to be so fun. The Rams against all those teams. Oh, yeah. The 49ers against all those teams. The Cardinals against all those teams. It's just going to be such a joy to watch. Like, there's yes. each team has a slightly different identity, but they're all going to be like trying to figure each other out and stuff. It's exactly. just going to be so much fun. Yeah, it's it's building up for a great season. I'm really looking forward to it, and I think this is the first time in a while that there's no like clear cut favorite, besides maybe the Rams. I don't know. I feel like every year we go into it and everyone expects the Chiefs to win, but no one feels that way this year. No, no. So I think Bills, Rams is going to be a popular pick that everyone's yeah, going sure. to have for the Super Bowl. Maybe people throw the Bucks in there with Tom Brady coming back. That's the crazy part is this season's so intriguing that we just spent an hour talking about the NFL and didn't talk about Tom Brady one time outside of him and Aaron Rodgers winning the match. We didn't say Josh Allen's name either. We didn't talk about Josh Allen, which is a mistake. We should probably talk more about Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen is a cutie. And I'm a Cowboys fan, and I only mentioned the Cowboys like twice. Yeah. Because I'm very down on this year. (laughs) There's so many teams that are going to be good this year. It's just going to be super high parity. Yeah. Very competitive, which is almost bad for the NFL at this point sometimes <laughs> because we're going to have a team that's like seven and nine because they're, oh, yeah. they're going to be playing such good competition. There's going to be a seven and nine team. There's going to be a really good team. A, an eight and nine team that sneaks into the playoffs again. Yeah. There's going to be a really good team in either the NFC or the AFC West that doesn't get in the playoffs. Yeah. That because of injury luck or bad luck, I should say. And then just their pure strength of schedule. Yeah. So it's going to be a good one. Jacob, anything else you want to shut yourself out on socials or anything? No, not not this time. Okay. Maybe eventually. Maybe eventually. We will officially announce that Jacob slash Jadles McDizzy has officially joined Deadbolt Media <laughs> in an unofficial manner, <laughs> where if he ever does decide to produce more music... He will be a part of the brand. So we look forward to when that day comes. The musical genius of Jadles McDizzy coming out as a part of Deadbolt Media. But hey, make sure you guys all follow 
Actually, I'm just going to do this in the outro. So, all right. Anything else? Deuces. Deuces. Thank you again, everyone, for tuning in to the latest Deadbolt show. Remember, episode coming on Monday. Very special guest officially joining the Deadbolt Media brand. Super excited for that. Make sure you follow Deadbolt Media everywhere. At Deadbolt Media on Instagram, at Deadbolt Media underscore on Twitter. Make sure you follow the podcast itself, at The Deadbolt Show on both Twitter and Instagram. Get all the latest updates for new episodes, new content, anything coming out. It'll be there, so make sure you follow the pages. And hey, I really enjoyed this episode. I know it was a little bit longer. If you stayed with us this long, I really appreciate you guys. But we will see you guys on Monday. And so for now, I must bid you all adieu.